Muslim Chat presents Heroes of Islam, a 30-part series on the lives of some of the greatest Muslims to walk this earth. So, inshallah, today we'll be starting the first uh, part of our series uh, this over this Ramadan. Uh, we planned out uh, to, to go and explore the lives of many people throughout Islamic history, uh, such as many of the heroes of Islam, scholars, mujahideen, you know, ulama, rulers and so on. Because honestly, that is important, as uh, scholars of Islam said, that we should go and look at our role models. Especially at this time, you know, when we're all in lockdown, when we don't have much to do, it's Ramadan as well. It's a good time to go back and look through Islamic history and take lessons from different people, different amazing figures within Islamic history and try and implement those lessons and principles within our lives. So, <coughs> inshallah, today uh, the, our first hero Islam that we'll be covering is Nusayba bint Ka'ab, radiallahu anha, who also known as Umm Imara. Uh, now, Umm Imara, Nusayba bint Ka'ab, she was uh, born uh, the daughter of Ka'ab ibn Amr al-Ansari, so she was from the Ansar of Medina, uh, and prior to Islam, uh, she was someone who was well known for not being like the other, other women in terms of the fact that she was actually very skilled with weaponry. She was skilled with, you know, archery, sword fighting and so on. And she was very, very strong as a, a physically as a woman. And this would be significant later on. But uh, it also was also uh, known as her mental strength as well. She was very, very strong when uh, when it came to a lot of things. And prior to Islam, she, when she married her first husband, who was a non-Muslim, obviously, the, uh, and they had two sons, she had two sons, Habib and Abdullah. Both of them will also be quite relevant later on. Now, during the persecution of the Muslims in Mecca, the, the, the Muhammad was trying to find refuge. He went to Ta'if to try and get, uh, you know, safe security and try to bring them to Islam. And a lot of uh, pain occurred in those two years in Aum al-Husn. Uh, this was also the time when Al-Isra' uh, al-Mi'raj happened as well. When uh, Muhammad went from went all the way from uh, Mecca to Aqsa to, and then to the seventh heaven. And it, it was at this time that a group, a delegation from Medina, this is from what was called Yathrib then, decided to come down from the Adhara Muhammad and decided to come down and offer him their support and become and take their shahada and become Muslims. And part of that delegation who went to make the pledge of Aqaba uh, was uh, Nusayb bin Ka'ab, Umar She was one of the first women to go there. <coughs> and in the middle of the night in Mina, in Aqaba, they all come there, you know, they they pledge their support and their security, these Ansar, for Prophet and then they give him bay'ah as well. They, you know, they give him a pledge of allegiance by shaking his hand. But then when it came to uh, women, Nusayb bin Ka'ab, Muhammad you know, he said that uh, their pledge has already been accepted. They don't need to shake hands. And he, and then obviously, then he obviously, uh, this is an example of, you know, of having, uh, of this was an example of uh, morality from Muhammad that, and also equality, that he didn't actually, he didn't have to shake hands with women to understand that, you know, that uh, they had pledge allegiance to him. Uh, 
And subhanAllah, as soon as she became Muslim that day, Umar Imara became physically, emotionally and mentally filled with the spiritual Islam and Iman. Since the day the first ambassador of Islam, Musab ibn Umayr was sent to uh, Medina by Muhammad uh, from the first pledge of Aqaba. And from, from with his da'wah, Musab ibn Umayr, he was able to unite, mostly unite the Aus and Khazraj tribes of Medina, of Yathrib, into the helpers of Islam and Rasulullah And uh, Ibn Hajar, rahimahullah, he says that about uh, Ibn, Ibn Umayr, she says that he, uh, she witnessed a pledge of Al-Aqaba and she also pledged allegiance, she gave bay'ah. Then, on top of that, she was at, she was fought in the battles of Uhud, Hudaybiyah and Khaybar and also uh, uh, joined in for Umrah al-Qa'da. This was before the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, later on in the Sira. She also witnessed the conquest of Mecca and uh, was in the battles of Hunayn and Yamama, subhanAllah. She was not someone who would stay behind. She would go out and fight and be f active on the front lines because of so much Iman she had. And <coughs> her experience on the battlefield is, is probably one of the most important things to know about Umm Imar rahimahullah and radiallahu anha because it was from jihad and it was from her uh, from her fighting and defense of Prophet that she was able to uh, that she's able to gain one of the greatest things, which is companionship with Muhammad. And she narrates that uh, during the Battle of Uhud, she went out, you know, with the vessel water in my hand uh, in my hand. I was aiding the Sahaba and so on. And you know, and subhanAllah, and during that time, while she was tending to the uh, wounded Muslims, the then it, there was the incident of the archers on the mountain in Uhud, and the Muslims began to flee, and they began to run because they were scared that, oh my God, you know, Uhud, is, they, all these, uh, the Quraysh had uh, rooting the Muslims. SubhanAllah, and so many fled. And as Muslims were fleeing, Instead of fleeing with them, Umar Imara instead runs forward and she takes up a sword and then she starts defending Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who is already injured after, and already the rumor is spreading that Muhammad Sallallahu has been killed but he is actually still alive but he's heavily wounded, subhanAllah. And she engages in fighting and starts protecting Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She starts shooting arrows first and then she takes a sword and starts de defending him. And subhanAllah, you know, and she and she is didn't uh, she didn't uh, just go around with blows. She actually she suffered several wounds. She uh, suffered thirteen wounds. Then she suffered a very deep wound on her shoulder, which actually was uh, which she could use to nurse for the rest of her life until she passed away. Subhanallah. And she did all of this sacrifice وسلم, for the for the jihad and for uh, for Allah subhanahu wa taala. And. She stands firm here in the battlefield defending Prophet and she and he sees her and her defending him in such an amazing way. And Prophet he actually states that ma ra'aytu mithla ma ra'aytu min fi that I did never saw the likes of what I saw from Umar Imara that day. Ma ra'ayt mithla ma ra'ayt min Umar Imara. He continues that I look to my left and there she is defending me. I look to my right and there she is defending me. I look left and right, she's there, always defending me with her sword. SubhanAllah. And in, in the middle of this harsh and, you know, 
uh, crazy battle. You know, it's painful. The Muslims are slowly being defeated because of their mistakes. And so many Ashab are getting wounded and some are getting killed. And at that, in this moment, when Muhammad is bleeding, his face is wounded. He says, you know, he says to Umi Umara, ask for whatever you wish. Ask whatever you wish, O Umi Umara. It's Alini O Umi Umara. That's all he says. And now, just, just think about this. When someone says to you, you know, uh, ask for anything you want. SubhanAllah, what's the thing we're going to come to our mind? We're going to think, you know, money. We're going to think education. We're going to think clothes, a car, a phone, a house, you know, all kinds of materialistic things. But what does Nusay bin Ka'ab radiallahu anha say? As'aluk rifqatatuk fil jannah ya Rasulullah. She says, I ask only for companionship with you in paradise, in jannah, O Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As'aluk rifqat fil jannah, ya Rasulullah. All she asks for, and she has her priority straight. Because un, because she sees only one goal, which is jannah. And she sees it with her beloved Muhammad sallallahu That, yes, I want to be there. So she asks for that request. And uh, Muhammad sallallahu he confirms this request that she has. And he says, not, and not only for her, but for her family as well. He says, you and your family are our companions in paradise, subhanAllah. And what an, what an amazing person to have a du'a made for them. For Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi It's not just any person making du'a. It's, a per, it's Muhammad Sallallahu The Prophet of Islam is making du'a for you. And says that, uh, inshallah, you are my companions in paradise. And this, and this du'a wasn't just limited to her, as I mentioned. It was also for her family. For subhanAllah, two of her sons became shuhada. You know, for example, the first one, uh, Habib bin Zayd. Who was actually the most beloved to Umar Imar, radiallahu anha, the, her most beloved child, uh, Habib, uh, was sent by Muhammad later on uh, after the conquest of Makkah when Musaylim al Kadhab, the liar from Thaqif, uh, claimed the war, he claimed prophethood. He sent to Harib bin Zayd as an envoy and as a messenger. When, uh, when Habib bin Zayd arrives in Yamama, and he gives this message from Prophet to uh, Musaylim al Kadhab. Then Musaylim, you know, he being a proud, a proud and arrogant man, he asks him, Do you believe Muhammad is a messenger of Allah? And Habib um, uh, says, Yes, he is Rasulullah. Then he asks, Am I a messenger of Allah? Am I Musaylim al Kadhab? Am I a messenger of Allah? And Habib ibn Zayd, uh, he says, I can't hear. I can't hear. And Musaylim honestly is furious. He's, he's uh, openly being opposed here. And, and, and to this, and uh, his anger is so great that he orders the Habib ibn Zayd, an, has his arm cut off. His entire arm is just cut off. And he asks him again, do you believe Muhammad is a messenger of Allah? Habib again replies, he was Rasulullah. Yeah, he is, this is, he is uh, Muhammad Rasulullah. Then he, Musaymah asks, again says, Do you believe I'm a messenger of Allah? He said, I can't hear. Then he cuts off the other arm. Then again he asks, and again uh, uh, Habib remains uh, upon the haqq. And this torturous cycle continues of cutting limbs and asking questions of Habib ibn Zayd rahimahullah and radiallahu an. He continues, he continues to persevere, say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Until he dies a shaheed because of the pain, because of this uh, 
barbaric torture. And what amazing, just thinking about this, what amazing tarbiyah this, uh, this young man had been instilled in him. The, subhanAllah, Umm Habib had so much love and iman that even that strength was passed down to her son, Habib. SubhanAllah. And he's, the spirit of iman and jihad was instilled in him. And he was ready to sacrifice his life to, in such a barbaric way for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. Now, you know, subhanAllah, any, any mother you know, will suffer a lot if they lose their child. A, the, a child is the greatest thing. It's the most dear thing for a mother, subhanAllah. And yet, even with this huge loss of losing her son, subhanAllah, and she's also in old age now. She's, she, her hair's turning gray and so on, yeah? At this age, she's saying that she's going to witness and she will take part in the killing of Musaynam al-Kadhab as a way of fulfilling the obligation she owes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his messenger. And she's saying, I'm going to go for this old age, I'm going to go in for jihad. SubhanAllah. And at this battle of Yamama, when with the under command of Khalid bin Walid, he, she continues. And she, she goes and fights again. And she's old, she's an old woman now, she's fighting uh, with her sword. And she's, gets, she's wounded in several places. And her arm is cut off as well because of that. She suffers uh, several wounds. SubhanAllah. And she's fighting and fighting. And until, and then towards the end, she finally managed to find Musaymin al-Kadhab and he's been wounded already by Wahshi. And she's, and she eventually, she kills him. She starts, stands with a spear until he parted, he dies, subhanAllah. So she avenges her son and she ends the life of Musaymin al-Kadhab. Now, not only was she a great mujahida, as I mentioned, she, obviously she had a long record of, uh, of jihad and she defended Muhammad and the Sahaba and so on. She was also a scholar and she was someone who was narrated a hadith of Muhammad Tirmidhi, uh, Nasa'i and Ibn Majah all narrated from her, from Anha. She used to perform the prayers in the masjid, she used to attend religious lessons, she used to also teach religious lessons. And subhanAllah, you know, if you think about it today, when people complain about how Islam is oppressive towards women, or we must appease the Western ideas regarding gender roles and feminism, and so on, yeah? SubhanAllah. Then, uh, then take a look at this amazing woman. She followed Islam to the full. She didn't say, oh, this, uh, this is questionable, or why do you have to do this, why do you have to do that? She followed it to, to the full, and SubhanAllah, even following it to the full, she was one of the greatest women of Islam. And some of the scholars, even looking back on her, said that she was better than 1,000 men. The one, several thousand men who fled on, in the battle of Uhud, she was better than them, subhanAllah, because she defended Prophet She was better than 1,000 men. What great status is that? That not only that Prophet has made dua for you and he said that, yes, you will be my companion in paradise, your family will be my companions in paradise, Yes, then, then uh, she's also remembered as one of the greatest women in Islam, a great, uh, a great figure of Islamic history. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us mothers like Umar Mala and to allow us to join her and her family and her other Sahaba of the Prophet Inshallah, in his paradise, in his firdaus, ma'alladina an'amallahu alayhim minal nabiyyina wa siddiqina wa shuhadai wa salihin wa hasna ulaika rafiqa wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa salam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This was produced by the Muslim Chat Discord server the best online forum 
run on the principles of the Quran and Sunnah. Find out more and join now at www.muslim.chat.com.